0: This is your host, Melanie with two L's, because your name, the spelling, it doesn't change from one week to the next. And if you're wondering why the intro to this was the theme song from AFV, it's because, well, this is not AFV, but it might be America slash the world's most funniest or most ridiculous podcast podcast. Um, so I announced at the end of last season, last, season, last season, which was episode 52, that I was going to have my original like first guest back, which was Tom Bergeron. And I do, except it didn't exactly go the way I wanted it to. Um, so let me explain before we dive into it. <laughs> oh man, I'm so bummed about this. Um, so I've been having a ton of glitches with Zoom, like so many glitches that they have actually refunded me my service for the month and um, are still allowing me to use the the paid service. But anyway, um, so Tom and I were having a really beautiful, magnificent conversation, you know, about him taking over AFV from um, Bob Saget. Um, we were talking about just all kinds of really awesome things like how um henry winkler got cast as the vons and things like that that you will not hear and you can thank zoom for that because as tom and i were recording like 40 minutes in we both hear recording in progress and it was like supposed to be recording from the beginning like it always does and it just kicked in randomly So there are like 27 minutes of Tom and I talking, which is not nearly enough, but it's all I got for you. (laughs) Um, It kicked in as he was telling me the story of how he got in touch with um, Larry Fine, who is, of course, Larry of the Three Stooges at 16 years old in Boston. And it literally kicked in in the middle of that story. So you're getting most of it, but the the very beginning was cut off, which sucks. And everything from there is great. Tom is so great. And I love having him on the show. He's just somebody who is so supportive. And it's kind of cool that Tom was my first guest because I didn't call him at his house <laughs> but I did reach out to him and he was um just as inviting as as Larry Fine was with him so that's kind of a really beautiful thing but unfortunately you guys are missing out on a ton of great stuff that I got to hear that you won't but I do treasure it so much and you will hear Tom say in here that he will definitely be back so when he does come back, and he will because he's Tom and he's very reliable and awesome guy that I just love so much, I will get him to repeat himself. I, <laughs> I feel terrible that this happened the way it did. And I really could have just said, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to scrap the episode. But I chose to not do that because life isn't perfect. Um, podcasts aren't perfect. Nothing is perfect. You know, film and television is heavily edited and that's a lot of fun because you know, I work in film and television, so that's a lot of a lot of fun and I and to know how that's all done and whatever. But um in the world of podcasts, there's no such luxury to like go into an editing bay and fix it. I can't fix it because some of the footage was lost by no fault of my own. You can thank Zoom for that. I'm super disappointed, but It is what it is. So let me just throw it to what we did chat about. I'm literally throwing you into the moment where it's so it's kind of funny. I'm literally throwing you into the moment where Tom and I both discover that um, recording isn't is in progress. (laughs) I hope you enjoy what little there is of Tom, but I do promise he will be back and we will dive back into those old stories and that that didn't get told. Because I already asked him and he already said yes. So, yeah, here we go. Um, Recording in progress is being brought to you right now. What? uh,
1: Okay. Oh, you just turned that off. And um, apparently the recording's in progress. Good to know. Um,
0: I don't know where that came from. (laughs)
1: That's okay. That's okay. It, it sounded like one of those voices. It's in my GPS and Alexa and shows up. I just hope
0: one. that it wasn't not recording the rest of the time because then I would I be. I know. Bang, that would but... suck.
1: Because yeah, we were doing great, by the way.
0: For you know what?
1: You, uh, if it wasn't recorded, it was some of our best work.
0: Well, so, some of uh, my but, best work because you're. There you go you're phenomenal. I so thank
1: you, Mel. So anyway, so I, I I called information. I actually tracked down with some help. Uh, Larry Fine, the frizzy haired stooge at the motion picture television home in Woodland Hills. He was recovering from a stroke. Uh, but he could you could still definitely recognize his voice. He came on the phone. And, uh, you know, I'm 16 years old. I'm kind of my 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 heart's beating like a jackhammer here but he realizes I'm a, I'm a real fan and and uh, at about 10 minutes in he goes you want Moe's number? sure so he gives me Moe's home phone number I call Moe's house and uh, over the next 18 months we spoke uh, about a half a dozen times uh, me and Larry and and, and Moe and I recorded a number of those. And Howard Stern had urged me to find those tapes. And I did find a couple that we turned into a 90-minute special called "The uh, Three Stooges Lost and Found, which I think you can find online. And, and it's they play it every so often on Howard's Sirius XM channel. But yeah, so 16 years old was my first celebrity interview.
0: What? And I ask this because I do it too. What made you feel like you had the right to do that, to like approach somebody like that, just out of nowhere, who doesn't know you, who is famous and think that they will respond to you. What, what, What is it in you that makes you feel like you have the right to do it?
1: Yeah, I don't know that I thought of it as, do I have the right? Um, I thought of it more, do, do I have the opportunity? Do I have the chutzpah? Do, do I have the... Uh, the Culliones to uh, <laughs> to get on the phone and just try it. Just roll the dice, call information, hope my folks don't come on uh, home soon because <laughs> it's long distance and uh and it's their phone bill. Uh my dad turned out to be wonderfully understanding when the phone bill finally came in. He goes, This was the and, uh, Mo and Larry interviews. I go, Yeah, I go, oh, all right, uh, that's fine. Okay. <laughs>
0: I did something like that, too. When my grandparents passed away, my mom, she didn't want to get rid of their phone number because they had had it for so long. So she was like, do you want to have a phone in your room? And I was like, yeah, of course, like on my own phone line. And me and my cousin called like 411 long distance. And like, like my mom got like a $700 phone bill of us oh, calling Oh yeah, <laughs> directory Not assistance good. Not good. Not to good. get like boy bands phone numbers
1: was <laughs> yeah yeah
0: the worst it was the worst yeah. but when she got that bill i mean i think i'm lucky to be alive <laughs> but my but really my cousin did most of it she was i didn't know that you could do things like that and she told she taught it to me because she was like a little bit throw, older
1: throw your cousin under the bus why don't you
0: i mean my cousin would throw me under the bus i told <laughs> my cousin used to sleep at my house like she's lived in the basement and she would sleep at our house all summer and she would always say to me don't wake me up until days of our lives is on and if you wake me up before days of our lives is on it's too early and days of our lives is on at like one in the afternoon i was gonna ask yeah (laughs) so i would wake her up way before that and then she the only thing she will watch is fresh prince bel-air so when (laughs) when i went to dancing with the stars the same one where i saw you and i just said hey it's you I was with uh, Tommy Chong, he had brought me, and I was just sitting there and Alfonso came over and he said something to Tommy. And then he introduced himself to me as if I had no idea who he was. And I said, yeah, I know, you're the guy from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air that's not Will Smith and does the dancing like this. And he was so nice about it. And then I said to him, "You know, thank you for making my childhood so much fun. And he was like, You're so sweet. Like he was great about it. And then I told my cousin, and she's like, pictures or it didn't happen. And I was like, it did happen. It's just you can't bring your friggin' phone in there. Like, and and I don't feel that right. I, don't, I don't feel the need to be like, I need to take a picture with anyone that I meet who's famous. Like for me, he was in that moment, I think I was 12 mentally. And he was just like this person who I had long. Like, I admire everyone, and I admire everyone like almost obsessively. Like if I've watched you on TV during a a difficult time and, you know, after my grandparents passed away, that was a difficult time. And I was, Mm. we were watching Fresh Prince and things like that. And when I see it now, I laugh, but at that time I wasn't processing it because I was too much, um, I guess, in my grief. And so, so now I see people like Alfonso and you, and just anyone that I've grown up watching. And I think, who would I be would I even be here if I didn't have these people because I told you I think that I spent a significant amount of time with my grandpa so by the time he died I was 10 years old and I didn't know how to be friends with kids so I was like right I I had you and and Alfonso and you know Robert De Niro and Marlon Brando and those were my friends and that's I I watched it to the point that that's what I want to be I want to be you know everybody's everybody's friend and how do you feel about that knowing that you've been someone's like lifeline maybe without even knowing that
1: it's it's lovely and and you you used the phrase earlier when you were talking about a friend of yours saying um you know oh he he was my childhood you know and I hear that a lot I'll 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 run into you know people in their late 20s or 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 in that ballpark or even younger and they grew up watching the 15 years that that i hosted it and now in some cases they have their kids watching on hulu or disney plus where you can find uh, all of my seasons and watch my hair color change and <laughs> so it's lovely i mean it's it's one of the real uh i think of it as sort of the the the, the cherry on the dessert the the little extra bonus of of having done that and, and uh, you know, a show like AFB and dancing both are real family shows really uh, geared towards, ideally geared towards escaping your day to day life and having a little respite and uh, to be part of that has been wonderful.
0: I watch a lot of like Law and Order SVU and my mom hates it. She's like, this is morbid. This is terrible. And she'll ask me sometimes, is this like, is the America's Funniest Home Videos on? Like anything but this, anything. <laughs> right. And I'll put it on and, and she'll laugh even at stuff that she's seen before. I remember sure. one, one yeah. specific, it was one, on, when you were on AFE. And I don't know why I remember this, but there was a guy, and I don't know how he did it. He was in his boat and then he kind of went flying and the boat just kept going without him. And that's the I don't know why I remember that so vividly. It's like we pick and choose, I guess.
1: Was he standing up in the boat? Was I he think fishing? So. Was there something going on? It yeah. was a
0: speed yeah. boat.
1: Oh, okay. All right. It was, yeah.
0: I mean, you I, I, how many did you see like a million? You know, how many videos did you have to sit through, you oh, know? Yeah.
1: yeah, they all there are only a few that I can remember mm-hmm. uh, vividly. There was one where a guy was in a boat and fish were jumping into the boat, which I thought was uh, hilarious, but also very time-saving, you know, in terms of <laughs> if you're going to be out fishing, if they come to you, you can, you know, call that a day pretty quick.
0: I suppose. Yeah. I haven't gone fishing in probably since my, yeah, since my grandpa was alive. I probably would. I don't think I would want to now. I'm, I'm just, now I'm like so feminine. Back then I was like, Oh, well, if he's going to do it, I'm going to do it. Cause it's cool. Imagine being such a loser kid that you think that you hanging out with your with an old man that's 65 when you're 10 is cool. <laughs> Do you have any grandchildren? No. No. I know you have two daughters, I think. Yeah. Am I right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: neither of them have children yet.
1: Not that they've told us about, no.
0: No. Do you, would you want to be a grandparent?
1: I, uh, my oldest daughter has a dog that I am absolutely in love with. And I refer to this dog as my granddaughter.
0: My mom does that uh, with the cat.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so that I'm good with that for now. I don't, I don't need any, any humans uh, <laughs> <no>. encroaching on. <laughs> like <laughs> me. The
0: floor. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to be doing more? I think I asked you earlier, but I I want to ask again, just to be clear, you're doing more work for the MPTF, right? Uh,
1: uh, yeah. Uh, I, we're going to do a, a, uh, a telethon in November and I'm always, you know, willing to, I, I did some stuff for their anniversary, just uh, voiceover stuff for their gala. And I'm always happy to help them out because the, the lovely thing about MPTF for me is that's where Larry fine was when I did my very first celebrity interview. And now uh, when I'm out in California, I live just a couple of miles away from that facility and it it's a wonderful full circle if you will uh to be able to help the the uh, facility that in many ways helped me start my career
0: brian cranston had mentioned that his i think his, his father was there and as soon as he said it i thought of you right away and and yeah, all the the yeah. charity work because he mentioned it on the oscars and i know yeah, yeah. I, I know brian pretty well and when I saw that it kind of it broke my heart because I know he he's been very public about not having had a great relationship with his dad and I was like can you still put him in such a nice facility like if my dad if my dad asked me to put him somewhere I would be like well remember that doghouse we used to have like that's available no. <laughs> well no. I haven't hey to be fair I haven't seen my dad in a long time and I ended up in the hospital in September and they needed me to like, they needed to like confirm his medical records to check against mine for, for whatever reason. And when, I, when I talked to him, he was like, do you think about your sisters? And I was like, I don't know your kids. So they're not my sisters. And he's like, oh, okay. well, one of them's going to be a hockey player and the other one's going to be a historian. And I don't care what you're doing. Cause I'm not proud of that. And I didn't get to pick what I was going to get for a kid. And I was like, well, I didn't get to pick what I was going to get for a dad. So, like, thank you for being here when I needed you during this sickness. But I'm okay. Like, I'm very proud and grateful for any opportunity that I get to entertain people. Because I feel like at the end of the day, if there's some kid somewhere who's going through grief like I was. Or who is struggling with um, just who they are like I was. And if they see me and it makes them feel like they can do not necessarily be an entertainer, whatever they want to do, if it makes them feel that way, then I feel like I have lived an accomplished life. Like I feel like you have lived a thousand accomplished lives because there are so many kids who look at you and say, well, if he could do that, then I could do that. That's part of the reason why, as you know, I'm obsessed with Tom Brady because they told him no. And every time they told him no, He responded, yes. And then he retired for 40 days. And I think for 40 days, my mom thought I should be on (laughs) sidewalks. I was literally five minutes before he retired. I was talking to my friend and I was like, do you think it's sad that I'm still crying that Tom Brady retired? And he's like, uh. And then I popped up on my phone that he unretired. And I was like, wait, he came out of retirement. And my friend's like, oh, fuck. And he hangs up on me because he... Hates him because it's not on his team. One of uh-huh. his friends was actually on dancing with uh while Tyra was hosting uh The Miz, Mike The Miz from WWE. I
1: haven't watched, I don't
0: know. I <laughs> know, uh, I thought you might know him because he does a lot of charity stuff. He lives out in yeah. LA and but I don't, I haven't watched it since you left. I can't, I feel like it was you and Aaron and I just. I fell in love with you guys. And I remember when Samantha was there. I'm dating myself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really dating myself.
1: <laughs> well, that, yes, yeah, Sam, uh, Samantha uh, Harris was my second co host. I
0: can't remember. I remember the lady. I remember how she was. Yeah, I just Lisa, can't remember.
1: Lisa Canning did the first season in 2005, which was only six weeks, six one hour episodes. And then she was with me for a a special where they did a, a, yeah, yeah, a yeah. dance off between Kelly and John O'Hurley. Was and that then...
0: with uh, Alec was on the sh- Alec had won it? Alec Mazo? Alec
1: Mazzo with Kelly. Monica, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and for whatever reason that was deemed controversial. Uh, <laughs> and they did a they they did a dance off. Uh, a sort of John O'Hurley and Kelly rematch. I seen it, and I thought, <laughs> I thought, you know, okay, fine, we'll do it. And uh, and I think that was that was the last time Lisa was with me. She she's sweetheart, but not very comfortable at the time anyway, on live television. And that's that's the whole ball of wax, really. It's live TV. Uh, Samantha Harris had much more experience with that, as did Brooke.
0: Brooke, and, yeah.
1: and certainly Aaron. Uh, Erin was just wonderful. I mean, the thing about Erin was I never knew what she was going to say, which made it more fun for me because it's live and, and you know, we, it was like good jazz, you know.
0: I love Erin. Even just like even yeah. in football, you never know what she's going to say. Like you got yeah. football players like basically hitting on her on TV. And I know she's married to like, uh, I think it's Jared Stoll is her husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I watched a lot of hockey. Okay. I know. I know myself. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, Erin, Erin can handle herself. No worries.
0: Oh no. She's <laughs> she, yeah. She's a definitely a, a badass. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had someone on here. I don't know if you know who he is. He's also from Boston. He's like a character actor. His name is Jasper Cole. And he started to talk to me about you doing yoga because of your book, I guess. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then he was asking me, and I couldn't answer because I didn't know. Do you do tantric yoga or just regular yoga?
1: Tantric, you know, ta- you know what tantric yoga is? That's what he asked me. I don't know what it is. Oh yeah, that's, that's fairly sexual, actually. So, well, there you, you know. go. I
0: don't know why uh, he wanted
1: to know. About. Yeah, I think that was he just wanted you. He just. I wonder if she'll ask that.
0: Yeah, I will ask uh, anything. <laughs> I uh,
1: no, no, I don't do tantric yoga, uh, but and I really, to be honest, don't do a lot of yoga at all. I meditate daily. Um, uh, I think the cover of the book I did years ago—I was in a full lotus position—and you know, we made it through Photoshop looked like I was levitating. But um, but no, I do more meditation than yoga. Though my niece uh, does run a yoga studio in my hometown. Not a tantric yoga studio, but a yoga studio.
0: <laughs> Why does everything have to be sexual? Like everything.
1: Well, I think I think he was setting you up to be. But no, studio. but I mean I everything.
0: Like, <laughs> like my friend, you know, Netflix and chill a few years back. That was like a big thing. And I, I have a problem. I'm friends with older people. I like to be friends with older people. And one of my friends, I think he's 60. At the time, he would have been like 50 something. And he's like, I have a question. And I was like, what's the question? And he goes, what the hell is Netflix and chill? And I was like, oh, it's this. And he goes, my 11-year-old daughter just told me that she was going to do that. And I was like, maybe you should, maybe you should go. Like, and, and then he was like, why does everything have to be about sex? And now I sound like him. <laughs> oh, man. I, I would have never known. See, I'm so innocent. It's like the worst. It's embarrassingly... It's embarrassing. I actually oh. saw you on TV the other day. That's why I asked really? if you were going to act. It was on Castle.
1: Oh, when they killed me. Yeah, they yeah. Me. Uh no, uh, spoiler alert. Fred Willard kills me on Castle. Oh, darn uh, it. I actually I actually some months after I did that episode of Castle, I was hosting a charity event at the Beverly Hilton. And uh Fred and Mary uh, we're getting an award, and uh, Fred was uh, in—I think—in Atlanta doing a movie. So Mary accepted for both of them, and they had a life-size uh, cutout <laughs> of Fred Willard next to her. That's so uh, as she was leaving the stage, I said, "Mary, can I hold on to this?" Rhythm? So I kept the cardboard cutout, and uh, I said to I said to the assembling uh, the assemblage at the Beverly Hilton, I said. So I don't know if you've seen the episode of Castle that Fred and I were in, but uh, spoiler alert, uh, Fred uh, Fred killed me. And I looked at the cardboard cutout and I said, who's the stiff now, asshole?
0: <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> the funniest and strangest and most unexpected show that I've ever seen you just pop up on was Jerry Springer. Uh, that was like the weirdest All thing right. for me.
1: Yeah. Well, Jerry did his talk show in Connecticut Mm -hmm. in the next town over from where we have a house, and uh, Jerry had done dancing, and we became uh, friendly, and he asked if I would ever, you know, come and do the show, and I said, well, I I really don't have uh, those kind of issues in my life, thankfully. Uh, He said, no, no, we're going to do a dance thing, and we thought it'd be funny if if you showed up and judged it. I forget exactly what I did, but uh, but it was fun. I just, you know, I drove next town over, hung out for a while, and we did we did a silly little thing on his show, his talk show.
0: <laughs> when you did Mass Singer, I believe it was the same season. Hunter Hayes did it. I think Could it be- was. Was there an astronaut on your season? I Can't remember. I it. didn't.
1: I don't know because they kept us all separated.
0: So you uh, never ac- you didn't follow the show after you got kicked off. No, no. Gotcha. No, I
1: didn't. I didn't, nor did I know anybody else who was in that, in that cast because they kept us all yeah uh, isolated from each other. But no, I didn't, you know, one, I, it's rare for me to watch a show that I've been in because I did it and it's over and it is what it is. And you
0: know. Hunter did it. And he kind of had like a career resurgence after he did that. Yeah. And all his fans were like Googling him and he like, he was like a child star or whatever. He got his uh, first guitar from Robert Robert Duval. Go figure. And there, there were like clips of him on the Maury show from singing. So I sent him a message as a joke. And I was like, are you going to be on the Maury show again? And he puts in big, oh, God, I'm so embarrassed that I was on that <laughs> show now. But back then it was, you know, sweet little kids with talent.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jerry Springer Maury's,
0: was never. Doing, Jerry
1: Jerry's not doing the show. I don't think Maury does his show anymore either. Yeah, right? Maury
0: does because my mom watches oh, it. I see oh, okay. it. It's paternity tests like daily, and Jerry has a new show.
1: Who does? Well, I think that got the judge thing. Yeah, that, I think it might have gotten canceled. I'm not sure.
0: I still see it on Fox.
1: Oh, we have
0: Fox. Well, no, don't
1: care anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually no I agree with you They're still rerunning Not No disrespect They're still rerunning Two and a Half Men And I like I know John Cryer And I'm always like oh look And then I'll like video it And I'll be like look what I'm watching And he'll be like again And that show I've seen I think we've all seen it Well most of us have seen it enough times To know that his character is like cheap And he always needs money from his brother And then he shows up on this other show Called Mom with Alice and Janney Mm -hmm. and he's like there on a date with his wife and i was watching that and my mom yells out oh i hope he brought his wallet this time and i was like it's a different show (laughs) because he was directing that episode so he had just kind of you know showed up but yeah i've taken up so much of your time is what i was gonna say i enjoy it do you really? Because I feel like a pain in your butt.
1: <laughs> no, I. if you were, if that was true, I would have wrapped this up 20 minutes ago. <laughs>
0: so then maybe I can invite you back in another 52 weeks.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And I wanted to say, uh, you know, I know the last year you've lost a lot of, of friends and um, I've seen it all. And it kind of breaks my heart every time because especially Bob, the first person I thought of was you. I think I messaged you. Yeah to, to say something. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Um, how are you dealing with the grief? Because I still, I told you everything about my grief and I still cannot get past it. So how are you dealing with that? If you could give it yeah, to Well,
1: you know, I, I think one of the things that, that helps, um, you know, there are a couple of friends, Bob being one, Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, I loved who, him. Who, who passed. And I find myself just remembering, the fun of the friendship and the, 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 the positive stuff. Like, you know, I think I, I put, uh, both on, uh, social media and on my website, the, uh, episode that what we called the you fool episode of Hollywood squares where Gilbert was the last square chosen. And it took the whole show for somebody to guess correctly. And it became just this amazingly hilarious show because not only the coincidence of of them guessing wrong, but because Gilbert was brilliant, it was just hilarious. So I posted that, and I posted uh, the podcast that Bob and I did. His podcast, I was a guest on just a couple months before he died, and we it was the last time I saw him actually, and and we had a lovely uh, conversation. But I think you know it's true of you know them or or family members and friends who've passed and. In past years, you end up remembering the fond memories and not the the sad things. I mean, it's 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 true, really. Uh, uh, with a pet, even. I mean, it you know you you remember all the love you got from the pet and the the good times you exchanged, and the death. I mean, none of us get out of this alive, so that's not exactly a surprise. but <laughs> But I think it's important to to cherish the, the memories, uh, the fond memories, when someone's no longer in your life anymore.
0: That's, yeah, I have to mention that too before you go. Um, what you did for the Ed Asner Foundation, that oh, yeah. Yeah. was really beautiful and touching because Ed Asner is like, my grandparents knew Ed Asner, my mom, I, yeah. and... And the people who were involved with it, it was like Mandy Patinkin. It was like all these people. And and you were like, you know, the host of that. And it was yeah. like, you guys did something so beautiful in memory of someone who, well, my mom hates him because she says she so hate hated hearing Lou Grant every time. She doesn't hate him, she just hates the character. But right, I right, see, right. I, I know him for being a character actor and I he did like Criminal Minds and he did SBU and he was on everything. And Mandy yeah. Patinkin is somebody that I became friends with. And I told him, like, I just can't deal with death. And I'm just, and he told me the secret to it is to understand that the person that you love, as long as you are still talking about them, they're not really gone anywhere. And he was like, So if you yeah, want to yeah. tell a story, you got to do it now. Cause if you don't, you're going to run out of time. And then that story is going to be gone. I'm still trying to write that screenplay that I told you about like a year ago. Because as soon yeah. as I start writing, I start crying because I start not, I'm not, it's not like I'm sad. It's like, I'm happy, but at the same time, it's like, I wish I had more time.
1: Right. 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 Well, keep writing, you know, after a while, you'll just stop crying and you'll (laughs) still be there at the keyboard. And uh, you just got to get that part out out of the way. So you can be a bit more methodical with
0: it Yeah, and channel,
1: (laughs) channel those thoughts and emotions, uh, not, not let them deter you, but. Let them uh, kind of fuel you. you know?
0: Yeah, no, you're right. Are you going back to LA soon?
1: Uh, I think end of the month. Yeah. We'll go I'm,
0: I am I want to see you where I want to go hiking with you. It's like my dream. Well, it,
1: could, it could very well happen, Mel. It could yeah? very well happen. Sounds we good. can
0: maybe go hiking and then you can leave me at the top of the mountain when I'm dead. <laughs> <'Cause->
1: <laughs> I know. It's easier getting down the mountain is easier. Once you're the getting up part is hard. Once you're there, they getting down to it's easy. <laughs> just,
0: just roll you know, down. Just
1: roll. Just roll. Good to thank see you again.
0: Thank you so much, Tom. I, You are my favorite, Tom, even more than Brady at this point, because you're never going to retire for 40 days and just leave no. me like that. No, I won't. I won't, I <laughs> promise. All thank you best. for everything. We'll,
1: we'll talk again. Yes, for
0: sure. Bye.
1: Take care, Mel. Bye-bye. bye Bye. <laughs>
0: bye. So, yeah, it's disappointing. <laughs> to say the least, um, especially for me, because I was actually having some of my best podcasting moments, if you will. I do have like, you know, this tendency to kind of ramble on about things that don't, don't matter. Or like, I'll start talking about myself or telling the same story for the 10,000th time. And I didn't really do that so much this time. Like I was really in the in the groove, if you will, and it just decided to screw me over like that, which was really upsetting for me. Um, I don't think Tom cares too much. I think he he's just a nice man and he enjoyed the conversation. You know, one way or another, he gave me an hour of his time. We were talking about a film that he's producing with um, the amazing William Shatner and William Shatner having won two, um, I think two Emmys, or maybe it was no, it was Tom that won two Emmys. And we even talked about, you know, my, my future husband, uh, crush Tom guessed it. You know, he was, he, he was so kind and he was just like, I'm so sorry that it didn't work out for you and Ben Affleck. And then I was like, well, I have a new crush and he totally guessed it. And it was just a lot of fun. And I am so sorry that you don't, you're, you you did not get to hear all of it because it was so much fun and so great, but the universe works in mysterious ways. And maybe there are certain things that weren't meant to be um shared with everyone. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in to episode 53 or episode 1 of season 2 of this one can talk about anything and sticking with me through the good, the bad, the ugly and the glitches because technology is far from perfect. Let me tell you. Um but again, I had a blast with Tom. I encourage you to you know, give Tom a follow. He is always always helping charities. So there's always an opportunity for you to jump in there and help one of his causes, such as um the MPTF, I think I think MGF, yeah. The MPTF and Ragmore Pets. And just anything that he's involved with is totally worth supporting. Um I hope you enjoyed what we did manage, well, what I managed to bring to you because Tom obviously had nothing to do with the glitching. Um, and if you're upset like I am about this send zoom a message and tell them to get their shit together um gotta say hey to bobby of course because if i don't you all, know, you guys know already he's gonna kill me one day i'm gonna forget and you're gonna find out that i was murdered no i'm just joking <laughs> um big thank you to my absolute favorite sponsor the tb12 method who has absolutely no idea that they're sponsoring me but they are someone let them know okay so that they can start paying me <laughs> Uh, big shout out to Huxwear. You can find them on Instagram at Huxwear, H-U-X-W-E-A-R. It's uh, camel toe fixing and moisture wicking and all these fancy schmancy things that can be done with underwear that they do that. They do all that. Do you see how awkward I sound right now? That's because I'm so angry about Zoom glitching up what would have been a fantastic episode, but unfortunately um, they glitched it (laughs) and they messed it up for me and for all of you. And I'm sorry, but I will be back next week with a whole new episode Uh, (laughs) and who knows what, what might happen. Um, But as of right now, I just feel like the worst episode of AFB that's ever existed ever been played on a national television like honestly that's how I feel and um so yeah that's really all I have to say I love you guys I appreciate all of your support I appreciate you guys tuning into this little show that I still can't believe I'm still doing but thoroughly enjoy doing and um so thank you for being here and I will be back next week um, and I guess I don't need to explain to you why I'm playing you out with this music. Have a wonderful day, week, month, year, uh, life in, in, in the off chance that you're never going to come back and listen because this, glitch was so bad. I don't know, but either way, just take care of yourselves and, um, you know, spread kindness and dream big. I love you and goodbye.